Welcome to the Invincible Podcast on TV Podcast Industries. We're talking about Invincible. Episode 1, it's about time. I know this is a lot to take in at one time, but you're half Viltramite, son, and you're getting older. Things are going to start to change for you in a few years as you hit puberty. You're going to get acne. Your voice will start to crack as it begins to change. You'll begin to grow hair in strange places. And you're going to start to develop superpowers of your own. Just like me. Super strength and speed. Flight. The whole bit. Do you understand? I'm going to be able to fly? Yes, son. You're going to be able to fly. I'm going to be able to fly. Welcome back, boys and girls, to the Invincible Podcast from TV Podcast Industries. We're talking about Invincible Episode 1, the new animated series from Amazon Prime called It's About Time. I'm one of your hosts, Derek. And rounding out this dynamic duo, I'm Chris. Excellent, Chris. Yes, normally Chris rounding out our trio of uh, Chris, Derek and John. Uh, John isn't joining us for the Im- Invincible podcast, uh, basically because he's working Australian time at the moment and there is no possible way I'd be able to get him uh, to, wor- to work late at night after starting really early in the morning uh, on Australian time. Ah, this new world of Zoom where people uh, do international conferences by Zoom rather than flying over to those countries. Yeah, it's not fun. Nah. <laughs> like, unless well, you're Omni-Man and you'll be able to get there in a couple of seconds. You know. He does fly to Italy for that perfect pizza and gets back while the cheese is still bubbling. Love it. Just in time. Love it. Also want to say a big welcome back to our boys and girls, our listeners, to The Boys Podcast. We're releasing our Invincible Podcast on our main feed at tvpodcastindustries.com and also on our boys feed because, well, hey, we thought you'd like this. It's got superheroes in it. It's got lots of violence. It's got some swearing in it. Um... It's on Amazon Prime, which we know you have because you're uh, you're watch the boys over there. So uh, this should this should be something you love, right? This is ticking all the boxes. Sure. The the only bit is it's animated. My assumption is if you're listening to this podcast, you don't mind it because it's basically the boys, the cartoon, kind of. Yes, kind of. Yes. Kind of, yes. Uh, I, I'd love to love to kind of uh, find out which one came first. I think the boys did come first in comic book terms. It did. Robert Kirkman, the creator of the show, also created The Walking Dead, but uh, this was his superhero concept uh, for his comic books, which kind of leads us into why we're covering Invincible, the uh, the TV show on Amazon Prime. Chris, uh, let's let's go quickly uh, through our credentials. Let's say, uh, Chris, you are our Invincible fan, right? I am. I have read every issue of this comic book I multiple times. Uh, well, hold on, let me say. I've read the first couple of arcs multiple times. Okay. And then I've, from start to finish, three times. And then we're talking about a hundred and something issues now. Mm-hmm. Like, it went a while. Yeah. And it goes places. Um, <laughs> but it was, yeah, this was, this was a, it was a, Chance pickup for me back in the day. Mm-hmm. I was just told, hey, you might like this. It's by the guy who does Walking Dead. He's doing superheroes now. And I'm like, 
okay. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued, and j- that was it. I was like, I'm intrigued. I'm. It's not that much money. Fine. Yeah. Uh, basically, got into the first six of them and went. Oh, this is something special. Right. So essentially, then uh, continued um, a couple of gaps in between because essentially life, college, mm-hmm. can't afford to buy comic books every week. Absolutely. Uh, so then did the graphic novel. But again, just kind of, this has been one of my, very similar to my Marvel Spider-Man run. This this is my, this is my Kirkman kind of idolizing. I've done the Guardians of the Globe kind of side comics I've read up on those. Oh yes, he does. He does a, a storyline based around the Guardians of the Globe yep. that we see in uh, that we see in the TV show as well. Yeah, he there's a number of spin-offs. I've done the whole universe and it's 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 fun. It mm-hmm. is it the whole very much premise is it circumvents what you think a traditional Marvel DC show should be or comic book should be. Yeah. It it plays into the themes, the tropes that you like, but then tweaks them in one way or another way or sometimes yeah. completely turns them on the head what about you how 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 are you what what's your history with this well i'm here because um you know it's the time of covid i didn't want you talking to yourself Chris. Yeah, thanks uh, no <laughs> I, do that, I, do, I do that enough anyway but. <laughs> no i'm i'm uh, one of the other hosts of tv podcast industries with chris uh do a lot of the production on it um we got these episodes a little bit in advance uh, and got a chance to actually watch them so i have read the first collection of uh, of Invincible, so I know the characters. I love Robert Kirkman. I'm a big fan of his Walking Dead run. I have every single issue of that, every collected <laughs> version of it. Uh, so I'm a massive fan of Robert Kirkman. And really the big draw here, and I'm sure it is for a lot of you, our wonderful listeners, uh, the cast, the voice cast for this show. Like the, There was a joke, we were talking about it just before recording, there's a bit of a joke that they kept putting it into the trailers, and the trailers that would look like 30 seconds of the episode was actually five seconds of the footage of the episode and 25 seconds of the entire cast that's here. <laughs> so you're probably on board wanting to hear one of your favorite, favorite members of cast for any of the movies that you've watched or TV shows that you've watched. I've got a full document of an entire page of yeah. our doc, just the cast for this show. And there are so many great, great actors on here. Stephen Young, uh, notably from Walking Dead, one of my favorite cast members of Walking Dead, playing the lead role here is Mark Grayson. So there's our credentials generally. Uh, what we're going to do is go through really quickly uh, the episode, what our thoughts are on the episode, and we're going to basically use Chris's knowledge to kind of identify uh, what how the translation of the comic book has been to the TV show. How, how does that work for you, Chris? That works 100%. So with all that said and done, let's get some of the core bits out of the way. Very first, make sure you pop on over to our website at TV Podcast Industries and you can leave us some... Uh, so you can subscribe, you can leave us feedback. If you want to leave feedback, you can leave us a voicemail and we'll kind of have it on the show. Or you can go on over to your email and send it to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com and we'll read it out on the show. Love to hear what your thoughts are of these first couple of episodes. Additionally, make sure you subscribe so you get every episode as we release it, when we release it. Obviously, the first three episodes have been released and we will be covering them today. But also the the rest will be released on a weekly basis. So make sure you are subscribed on any flying or grounded podcast player so that you get it each and every week. Absolutely. And we are going to talk about each episode individually, like we always do on TV Podcast Industries, or we do for the most part. We didn't do it for for The Witcher. Uh, But for the most part, we're going to talk about these separately because Amazon Prime did release the first three episodes of this show on the same day. 
and all three episodes are an hour long. They're quite a large amount of episodes to put out in one day. So we're going to talk about them, episode one, episode two, and episode three separately in three separate podcasts. But we are recording them at the same time, and we hope we don't spoil anything for you as we go through. We probably won't. I, I, I doubt we will. No, we won't. But we are used to this from the boys. They did boys. Amazon did a very similar strategy. So the best way, and that's perfect, the best way to think about this is the animated boys. Mm-hmm. But enough of me talking about that. Let's get into some of the episode details so we can kick into this and start talking about the show. Uh, Derek, do you want to tell us what they gave us? Absolutely. The show is created by Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley. Uh, Ryan Otley and Corey Walker, the artists on uh, on Invincible, and Robert Kirkman, the writer, of course. Uh, Robert Kirkman also wrote this episode. He is an executive producer on the show and wrote this episode and, and effectively sets up the standard for Invincible the series. There's a few other executive producers that do have writing credits later on in the series, but Kirkman got the first episode. I think he uh, sets it with a statement of intent right here. Yes, very much so. <laughs> the episode itself does come from Skybound's own studio, Skybound being the uh, the creators of the comic book. The credit director of the episode is Robert Valley, uh, who is an animator himself. So, uh, Chris, do you want to tell us the synopsis for the first episode of Invincible? I'm going to channel my John and say, sure. <laughs> when Mark Grayson finally inherits powers from his superhero father, it's a dream come true. But there's more to being a hero than choosing a name and a costume. Simple, very straightforward. To the point. Pretty much what happens in the episode. Yep. Uh, Let's kick off with our first point about the episode. Uh, I think it's a good place to start. We won't talk about this every episode, but the animation style and the cast, I think we've already kind of mentioned the cast, is a big draw for this show. Um, Chris, let's talk about the animation style. What's the, what what are the differences from the comic book? What's the difference in style that you're, that you're seeing here from the comic book? There's a couple of things. They have changed a couple of characters Mm -hmm. just in very, slight ways um and i think that kind of the rationale behind that is the animation or sorry the art style in the comic books did change over time Mm -hmm. the first arc as you kind of correctly pointed out was done by Corey walker and ryan otley and robert kirkman they kind of built the universe in the first couple of arcs Mm -hmm. and then over time we had new artists come in so the the show here seems to be this blend of all kind of all of them mm-hmm. um while at the same time it's take i wanted to say it was slightly like the dc animated universe mm, yeah. in a way in that. that um it's as colorful as poppy if mm-hmm. you know what i mean in like the 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 one thing that stood out to me was that literally was the the color yeah the the how the how yellow the yellow is and the blue mm-hmm. in um invinci- say in invincible's costume yeah. that was the bit that kind of got me i was expecting maybe muted right. i don't know maybe it's just because i got off uh snyder cut <laughs> 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 and i'm just expecting everything to be dark and drower and like dark mm-hmm. but uh no that was the one thing again it's a comic book though so this was a very interesting I've ne- I haven't seen a lot of these translated as um, faithfully, if you will. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It does look very similar to the comic book from from my recollection as well. And I did take a quick scan through the book today. Uh, the one character I think that they've really changed the look of for the TV show. Just a, just a quick perception. It may be different later on in the in the run, but Mark himself 
does feel aged appropriately for the cartoon. He looks different out of the suit, I thought, from what you see in the comic book. In the comic book, he looks like he could be 25 years old going to school. <laughs> Whereas in the show, he absolutely looks like a 17-year-old to me. It seems that they changed that for this animated series uh, just to kind of make sure it's really clear this is a kid here. Um, and I, I think it's a good choice uh, from what I from what I've seen uh, from the comics as well. Um, overall, the animation style, I can see, you know, if you look through the credits of all the people that are involved in the show, you can see the kind of shows they've done in the past. And they are a lot of the popular animated series over the last 10 years, things like the, the Marvel shows of Avengers Assemble, um, Spider-Man Unlimited, uh, lots of those kind of shows that are going on. So it's not as distinctive a style as something like maybe the Clone Wars was on uh, on from from uh, Disney. Um, that's a very distinctive style from from those creators. Whereas this feels like something that would play as a Saturday morning cartoon, which works really well for this style of show. Which is this is not your your child's Saturday morning cartoon. This is for a an over an over eighteen year old uh, who still likes. Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, and that nothing is more evident than the bright. And I'm just gonna gonna get into it. The bright red mm-hmm. pops of blood. Um, the I was ex- this, this was the bit that kind of got me. I was expect like I knew the comic books were violent. Mm-hmm. They like they never shied away from a lot of the gore and the 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 realness, if you will. Um, I was not expecting. As faithful as an adaptation right. for this, right. I was expecting them to kind of just kind of maybe like pan the camera to the left right. during a popping scene, for Absolutely. example. And as we've seen with the boys, if you avoid that, then you basically take away the whole purpose of doing this as a TV show, right? Yes, exactly. So, yeah, and that the, that's this. This is okay. Well, yes, if Superman flies super fast mm-hmm. and then bashes into someone he's going to go through them and this shows <laughs> you him going through them yeah. and that's like so it's it's your saturday as you said it's a saturday morning cartoon but for the older generation Absolutely. Um, the the one final piece i'll just say on the animated style is the backgrounds i was mm-hmm. absolutely enamored with them towards the end of the 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 episode as you get some of these greater superpowers because you see for example that that closing scene where he's on that crane and he he does his kind of one of his 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 flight he takes flight it's Mm -hmm. it's that that beautiful scene the background is just immaculate yeah they certainly choose their moments and that's one of the big things with with animated shows you know a lot of money can be spent in the background, and that's kind of where you get a theatrical release, I suppose. Uh, if you do, if you do all that effort on background in every single scene, it takes years to do, and that's where yeah. you get, you know, your Disney's and your Pixar's and that kind of stuff. This isn't computer generated. This is uh, this isn't a CGI version of uh, of the comic book. Um, so I'm presuming that's a way you cut back on it, not not spend a lot of money on every background. You l- use it for big focus moments, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah really good, really good point. That perfectly leads us on to the cast. We could spend the entire podcast going through uh, all of the cast that are included in the series and all the listed cast members that are on here. But um, I think one of the things I'm, I'm a big fan of the Walking Dead TV show, still watch it, still listen to tons of podcasts on it, been on a couple of podcasts about uh, the Walking Dead and have loads of friends who are Walking Dead fans. And I know a lot of them came to this show going, Kirkman is working with a lot of people who've left 
The Walking Dead. You know, Stephen Young himself, a major cast member who left the show, big fan favorite uh, actor. So seeing him working with Kirkman again, that's awesome, you know. Um, I did think it was interesting that we lose quite a few members of those, of that cast in the show. But I do think the casting for this show overall, the people that are coming up in the series, some of the guest stars that we have uh, in this episode, even Mark Hamill uh, coming on board to do another great voice performance here. You can tell, I can tell him instantly now because I've yeah. seen him uh, play Joker for years and obviously as Luke Skywalker, uh, you can tell his voice instantly now, but he always adds a little bit of menace to, uh, to even the most minor character in here. Even somebody that's creating a super suit uh, for, for uh, Invincible here seems slightly menacing uh, when in the in the hands of Mark Hamill. Yeah, um, for me, the the standout is J.K. Simmons. Absolutely great, um, yeah, great cast. Just choice here is fantastic. He he brings that elder wise Superman kind of voice mm-hmm. that like he, he he's seen the years, but at the same time, he is that. You can see him standing going, do not worry, citizen, kind of level. <laughs> but there's an edge, as mm-hmm. you said, the, like the joke about Mark Hamill kind of bringing the super suit, but with a bit of menace. There's something there in J.K. Simmons, yeah. which by the end of this first episode, we start to see that kind of darker side. Yeah. And you can just hear it in his voice. And I think that range is going to be huge throughout, um, the, the throughout the season and we should also say chris you are a spider-man fan so having j jonah jameson on board here on the tv show and hearing his voice every week yes. that's pretty cool right oh i'm huge <laughs> and I, yeah. I i'm just hoping so this is one of the ones so in invincible there was always there's a lot of slide nods and winks to mm-hmm. dc to marvel yeah. to image comics um and every all of all the other universes mm-hmm. um I'm very interested to see if they do some of those in this. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe you can certainly tell from the introduction of the Guardians of the Globe, you can tell exactly who they're based on from DC Comics for the most part, especially after just watching four hours of the Snyder Cut last week. Yes. Uh, you can definitely go, okay, well, that, I know exactly who that is and that. Uh, really good. Yeah, I think the core cast, uh, as, as we said, Stephen Yun, J.K. Simmons, and Sandra Oh as the core family in here. There's a great dynamic between all three of them. I love how Sandra Oh plays Debbie Grayson, uh, Mark's mother, where she very much has been dealing with a superhero in the family for decades, and now she has to deal with a son who's getting superpowers. I love how she how she handles that relationship. I think it's a really good core cast for the uh, for those central three roles. Yeah, um, I love Sandro. She's great. Really, she really is. Good. Yeah. But that's not all. As we get um, into the the other episodes, they have announced, as you said, they announced some of the cast well ahead. Mm-hmm. So. It's only going to get better yeah. um, as we go deeper into this series. Exactly. Um, exactly. Well, that is the hope. <laughs> Absolutely. Speaking of which, let's go deep a little bit into this episode. Let's talk about the story. As we mentioned, Saturday morning cartoon uh, for adults. Um, the gen- general story for this episode is uh, the 17-year-old son of Omni-Man, seemingly the most powerful superhero on Earth, is waiting for his superpowers to kick in. He gets the uh, Kryptonian talk. Uh, effectively, but this time from the actual Kryptonian. His father is from another planet and telling him all about the fact that at some point in the future, he will develop powers and become a superhero. I really like this this fairly straightforward origin story. I like that this is where our breakout point for these characters is going to be. Um, he's effectively told at about eight years old, I think it is, yeah. um, that you're old enough now. You're going to be a, you're going to be someone that will have superpowers. You'll be able to fly in the future. And where we catch up with the character of Mark is. 
nine years later, he's been waiting for that moment that he's able to fly. <laughs> so uh, I, I kind of like that idea of having the superhero in waiting. He knows it's going to happen at some point, but he's kind of been waiting for it for all of these years. I think it's it's really interesting. Yeah, it's that kind of, it's that fun take on, well, actually, his dad's going, well, you're going to start puberty soon. You're going to get hit yeah. in places you didn't have before. And, and when you jump off this roof, you're going to be able to fly. Mm -hmm. So just take it in your stride. This is the history of my people. This is why we do it. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it's that then fast forward nine, nine years. And you're like, he still hasn't got it. He's still having problems. And you're like, yeah. it's going to happen. So any day, any day now. And exactly. we get that fantastic, you get that comedic element from Kirkman. Mm -hmm. Which is one of the reasons I love this series. Uh, in what the, I should say, I love the writing from the comic books, and mm -hmm. it, it starts to translate into this. Is that scene where he's jumping outside his house? Yes, absolutely. He's just, and you see the mailman looking at him. And he's just like, no, oh, no, hello. <laughs> um, and it is that kind of yeah. Like if you were the son of Omni Man, mm -hmm. and you were st like every day, you'd be like, okay, try it out. No. Okay, try it. No. <laughs> okay. Maybe today. Maybe today I won't have to walk to school. Yeah, yes. I, I like it. And you know, again, a very, uh, a very perfect choice for it. The idea that he's gone through basically the entirety of his puberty is getting to eighteen years old. The point when your puberty is supposed to finish up, and that's the point he gets his superpowers. He should have gotten them much earlier. We we hear that kind of conversation uh, from Omni Man that uh, maybe he's way too late here. Maybe he's getting these much later than a person on our home planet of of Viltrum would have gotten their powers. Yeah. So maybe he's too late to chain uh, to train so uh, so i kind of like that that element of it um i like that he's going through the challenges that we see with spider-man will be very similar to this character where he's getting bullied in school um he has this well he's fighting with the school bully let's say not very well getting beaten up uh, and that's the first indication that he's got these powers as he goes back to the school bully and uh, takes punches from him uh, yep. this is another really interesting thing about this character because so far we don't really know too much about his superpowers in the first episode, but what we do know is that he can sort of fly, he can't land, but he can take punches, he can yeah. be hit, <laughs> you know. Um, how he'll use that in the future, how, how how will all the rest of his powers manifest, we'll see that as the show goes on. But I do like in this first episode that it's all about him being able to take a punch rather than being able to do all the superhero things, really. It's, it's kind of the, the fun element of it. Yeah, and it, it's that... This is where, yeah, it's, it's literally that. It's as his powers develop, as he starts to develop, you do see this kind of, yeah, when he gets hit by the third punch and he doesn't flinch, mm -hmm. that's when you kind of, it goes, oh, this is going, this is, this is fun. This is one now we like, you can see him kind of, it's all starting to click in his, again, it's animated. So I can't say, Stephen, you're able to see when Stephen clicked in his brain. No, uh -huh. like they, they showed it very well in the style. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. One thing I'll very quickly call out is as he becomes his new nom de plume, he, as he becomes, he leads to choosing his name, his superhero mm -hmm. name, which becomes his costume. Yes. I love that. The, it's basically the very end scene or just before the end scene mm -hmm. is him about to say his name and yes. it cuts to the logo. I've got 37 minutes into the show and he says, I am. And then it all pauses. You get the music and the word invincible cups up on the screen. Uh, that is a repeated uh, motif uh, for the rest yeah. of the series, I think. So uh, it'll be interesting catching it because 
normally I write up the notes and I, I catch who writes the episodes and who directs the episodes. Unfortunately, they put it in this bit <laughs> who the writers of the episodes are. So, uh, so I think I had to rewind this section about three times trying to try to catch uh, who it was. But what a great idea. The first time he says the word, I am invincible and it's not said on screen. Yeah. Uh, I also love that moment where he takes down the bank robbers uh, and starts beating up his first bad guy. And then uh, the bad guy goes, who are you? And he goes, I'm still working on that. Got any suggestions? <laughs> so uh, as part of the fight, I think that's great. And uh, again, the idea that he's jumped to this conclusion and chosen this as his superhero name. He's, ju- he's jumped to this idea. I guess I can call myself invincible. It seems massively presumptuous for a 17-year-old first time out of the gates as a uh, as a superhero to call himself invincible. That seems like you're asking people to come attack you, doesn't it? Yeah. And also, you're assuming that you are. Like yes, he. We've already seen. He gets hurt. He he, he does. He slams into the ground when he's trying to land, quote unquote, mm-hmm. a few times, and he's like, oh. Yeah. But like, he's gotten used to it, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You just, as a seventeen-year-old, you always feel invincible, there and I go. think that's the fun part of it. It's you see, this whole episode is the origin of Mark Grayson, it mm. or Invincible. And you see the origin of his costume for when he first fights those bank robbers yep. in terms of the color schemes. You see the option, like, you see the origin of the name. You see the origin of his powers. And okay, it's an hour, but you're getting, they have, in my opinion, they set up the universe or the, they set up the universe, they set up the world, and they set up where this is probably going Absolutely. beautifully in the first episode. Yeah, yeah, I, to- I totally agree. It's quite, they are quite big. All three episodes do feel like they have what would traditionally form three episodes of yeah. an animated series. They, they, uh, they are putting a lot in there, but I was really surprised. I don't know why I've, I've, I've since gone back and seen the like Instagram account and the Twitter account for, uh, Invincible, all the trailers, all that kind of stuff. And they've always said it's an hour long TV show. <laughs> I was completely surprised. I thought it was half hour. Uh, so when I was watching it the first time, I was going, this should be ending here. This should be going on to episode two here at some point. But uh, but it is a full hour-long show where you're getting lots of movements and lots of really deep information about all of the characters that are going on. Um, anything else about the story from the episode, Chris? Before we get to the moment that obviously we want to talk about because it's yeah. the big moment for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing major. I Again, just like how they, they introduce the, the, the kind of main players um, and they start to introduce... So, one of the best parts for me is the opening of the the, the universe with the, mm-hmm. the two guards talking because you get to see this human el- the human element if you want to call it that yeah. of like yeah like what if you were a security guard for the White House mm-hmm. in a world populated by supervillains and superheroes and yeah you're just you're a human that's yeah. that you you don't have unbreakable skin like what are you gonna do to stop them nothing like, yeah. And I like that little that that little through line. That's fun. Yeah, you're totally right. That idea of just step away, let them deal with it. This is the White House. They've got the powers. And you even see Red Rush coming in and saving the two security guards first, moving them out of the way before they get on with their fight. I think that's uh, that's really good. That kind of introduction to the Guardians of the Globe really does feel like something out of the Justice League cartoons. It really does feel like something out of that universe where you have them all coming in. They're all shouting each other's names. Each one of them are showing off their powers, uh, showing off what you think the show is going to be about, uh, this uh, League of Superheroes and, and all their superhero powers. 
I think that's it for the story. So we can go out and talk about the, the Guardians of the Globe themselves and what happens. Uh, this show stating and stamping its intent right there on the screen towards the end of the episode. Um, I had read the comic books, as I said, but a uh, massive shocker that they went this far in the, in this, in these final scenes to, to be very clear with you about what you're watching is what I, what I felt. Um, as you say, the introduction to all those characters at the start, you do think, as is in, in most animated shows, these are going to be maybe background characters or Invincible will step up and join the Guardians of the Globe at some point in the future and join this team uh, that we see on screen because there are analogies to Superman, there are analogies to um, Batman, there are analogies to Aquaman in this team here. So you're kind of going, oh, okay, right, I see what they're, where they're going here. Yep. Um, and then they all get the call back to uh, to their headquarters. Uh, Omni-Man arrives, and it's very clear Omni-Man is not a member of the Guardians of the Globe. He joins up, helps them out, saves or wins the fight, in fact, earlier on with the, with the White House uh, attack. So very clear that he's not a member of the team. He comes in and helps or comes in and actually does the battle, but he's not a member of their team. Yeah. So uh, he does arrive also at HQ, and then, uh, yeah, we get exploding eyeball of red rush as our first massively brutal moment um uh close up in animation close up camera i suppose to this crushing head with two exploding eyeballs which is i think massively shocking uh for this show what what did you think chris of this of this interpretation on screen i love the interpretation i again when i talked about i thought with the animation style i thought they may pan away Mm -hmm. i don't know why like, I had seen some elements of blood in the trailers. Right. Um, but they went, they, they, as you put it so elegantly, this is the statement of intent. This mm-hmm. is them planting their flag. Like, this is not your, this is not your grandma's superhero show. Yeah. This is not your daughter's or your son's or your kid's TV show. This is yours. This is, this is over 18. This is a mature adult comic book based cartoon yeah. hope you got the kids out of the room before yeah, that scene <laughs> pretty much because it's it's okay so putting it the, this is following the comic books mm-hmm. quite well uh again it's condensing certain parts and kind of expanding others but essentially this is from the comic books and i wasn't expecting this now right like but it's very much a all right, here you go. This yeah. is, you're going to have questions. And it's, we, all the way back 500 and something episodes, episodes ago on TV podcast industries, when we started on the Marvel Netflix Defenders Daredevil, we talked about that Netflix style, that streaming style ending mm-hmm. where you, they basically drop something at that end point to yeah. make you go, don't touch yeah. that dial. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's yeah. what this is. This is, this is like, you just want to go, Oh my God. Like, okay. I, I've got another hour. I want to know what happens. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and it's, it was, it's a great way to signal that intent. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, you know, again, a lot of the exposition about what's happening for Mark is coming from Omni Man. Everything that he's saying that's going to happen in the future for Mark is coming from what he told Mark when he was growing up. Yep. And suddenly this makes you question, hang on a second, who's this guy? What's he just done? 
is he under the control of somebody? Is that what's happened? And, you know, in episode two, where we find out that there's a villain that's been able to take over this supremely powerful being, um, what's going to happen in the future? They even question it themselves, the, the, the team, uh, the Guardians of the Globe even question it themselves. Is that what, ha- if that, is that what has happened to their ally here in Omni-Man? Um, but, it, I suppose let's quickly talk about who we lose in the scene. We lose War Woman, we lose Green Ghost, uh, Martian Man, Red Rush, Darkwing, and the Immortal and Aquarius are the are the characters that we lose in those scenes. Uh, those are characters played by basically the cast of Walking Dead. We have Lauren Cohn, Sonequa Martin-Green, Chad L. Coleman, Michael Kudlitz, Lenny James, and Ross Marcand, who plays both uh, Immortal and, and Aquarius. So all of these characters from uh, from a show that... Kurtman walked on, worked on for years, all coming on board for this episode and, uh, and all gone. I must say, I did recognize pretty much every one of their voices. They're all quite recognizable if you've watched, uh, a couple of hundred episodes of the show. It's not, it's not even a hundred <laughs> yet, to be honest, but, uh, but if you've watched 10 seasons of the show, you'll recognize pretty much every one of those actors. But, uh, but really interesting that that's, that that's who's taken out in this, uh, in this big scene. Yeah. Um, and, but I think it's, it's. I think this was a nice thing. I think, that, like, mm-hmm. apparently Kirkman is a great person to work for, yeah. work with, I should say, sorry, not for. Um, but, so this is that kind of, the only one I, I was expecting, and he may come later, or it could be because conflict and kind of filming and stuff, but Norman Reedus. I, mm. that's, he's, he's the odd missing person right now. <laughs> I wouldn't be overly surprised if it turns out he has a cameo later on. Maybe, maybe. He's got a lot on, though. He's got about three TV shows going. He's got his own spin-off of The Walking Dead coming soon as well. So, uh, yeah. so I, I do, lo- I love the idea of, hey guys, anybody want to come over and work on my animated show? All you got to do is record for a couple of hours. Uh, that's all you need to do. And then we're going to kill you off by the end of the first episode. Come on, join me. I think <laughs> yeah, that's, I think a, that's really It's cool. not that bad. Come on, come on. You're going to enjoy this. Let's do this. <laughs> But as we mentioned earlier on in the cast, there are so many amazing people coming up on the series uh, for the rest of the show. I, I do love this scene. I think this is a massive shock and a great way to keep me invested in going into the next episode. As you say, Chris, I think you're, you're absolutely right there. Uh, anything else on the overall story or anything else on that scene that you want to talk about? Just on, on the scene, it was just longer than I expected. Mm. Like, again, I, I thought it would be a... I, I use the term a bit too much, but a wham bam, thank you, ma'am. Like it was going <laughs> to be. You do use that too much, Chris. <laughs> I do. It was. It's almost going to be like okay. They did. It was going to be the first eye popping kind of scene, and then that was it. And then they cut. Yeah. Because they'd be like, oh my god. But no, they and play come it. Come back to everybody dead on the ground. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. But it plays out, and you see the brutality, and that was kind mm-hmm. of the the. The interesting part for me, you see just the level of blood, gore, brutality of this world. So very happy. Um, so that's kind of it, um, for this. Excellent. What about yourself? Any notes overall for this episode? Just one note, and it's kind of one for the Walking Dead fans, as I said, massive fan myself, but um, it is in the comic book as well, uh, where you see Mark reading on the toilet, and his mom uh, walks into the room, uh, he's reading Science Dog, an in-universe comic book that's uh, that's in the show, uh, and in the comics, um, but this was referenced in Carl's costume from The Walking Dead, the young kid uh, on The Walking Dead in the first couple of seasons wore a t-shirt with an atomic paw on it, referencing Science Dog, so a lot of fans will know that t-shirt and may not have caught the reference, but uh, I love that it's tied in here that we do see Science Dog, the comic book, in uh, in this TV show. I just thought it was a nice little note on that first episode. Yes. No, and that's a, the in-universe one you gotta love. He, he, Science Dog is there a lot. Mm-hmm. It was in all the comic books, but... Excellent. It was good to see. 
Excellent. Okay, so with that, Derek, I have to ask you, do you defend Invincible Episode 1? It's about time. I think this is a great opener for the season. I'm really excited to see the other two episodes, or I was really excited to see the other two episodes. I went straight on and watched the other two. Um, I think it's a really, really good start. An hour-long animation really does have a lot of heavy lifting to do uh, on it when you're trying to introduce a world. Introducing it in an hour-long show is uh, is much easier than doing it in a 25-30 minute show, I suppose. Um, but I think this really tells you what you're going to be watching uh, in the future and sets up an, a really interesting mystery there with Omni-Man. Who is he? Uh, what is what is his intent? What's his motive? And setting up this new superhero of, of Mark as Invincible. What's he going to be doing in the, in the future? I think, it's a, I think it's a really good setup episode. And I, I was absolutely ready to watch episode two from the minute that uh, that closing scene uh, came up. How about yourself, Chris? What did you think of the translation of Invincible from comic book to TV show for the first episode? I loved it. It was not 100% what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I they, they were a lot more faithful than I expected. Right. Uh, and the translation worked a lot more. It's, it's set up in such a way that I was like, I, I want to see the next. It was such a... I'm, I'm using your term because it's the best way. It's a statement of intent. This episode, mm-hmm. it's like, this is your universe. This is what you're going to get episode after episode. This is, this is why you, you need to come back. Um, and I feel they did that. I also feel they set it so much that you need to go to the second episode to find out more. Yeah. And I think that's going to, by the end of the three hours, that will be the biggest question mark is how many people go from three to four, one to two, two to three, three to four. Uh, they are long episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it's, they're longer than a 30 minute WandaVision or a 45 minute, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. These are beefy. So I'm interested to see the retention. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I'd say, I'd say in fairness, the DC animated movies is probably the longest animation. I, I traditionally watch yeah. a kind of hour and a half, two hours uh, block of a movie. Hardly ever an animated series that's a full hour long every episode. That's that's a very rare thing to come by. I can't think of one off the top of my head. So, uh, so yeah, I think you're right. I think they've done a really good job with this setup. And, I, and again, I watched the first episode, hour long. And then turned on the second episode, and I was surprised that it was also an hour long. I, I thought it was like the initial setup episode is an hour and then two half hours. I think partially, again, because all three were released in one day on Amazon Prime, I kind of thought that's a big amount of stuff uh, to put out on the table for uh, for fans of Invincible. But I think it's since a lot of people have been waiting for this for a very long time to be translated from a very successful comic book onto a TV show. I think uh, giving them what they want uh, straight out of the gates is, uh, is pretty good. And then having something available for them every week for the next five weeks is pretty cool, too. Yeah, and oh, what five weeks. Excellent. So there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are at the end of what we thought of Invincible Episode 1. It's about time. Please remember to head on over to tvpodcastindustries.com where you can subscribe and make sure you get every episode of this podcast every week for the next five weeks as it comes out. Obviously, mm-hmm. we will be releasing the second and third episode later today. Hopefully. If you're, <laughs> hopefully. Um, if you are so inclined and you like what you heard with this, uh, thing, make sure you head on over and check out our, some of our other shows. Like we are currently reviewing Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow we'll be releasing our episode two review 
which we will be recording later t- today as well, which is even better. Hey, <laughs> more podcasts. Absolutely. Uh, yes. Not only that, we're also covering Pennyworth every week, uh, which is a show over on Epics in the US. We've got three episodes left to go uh, in that series. So lots and lots and lots of comic book coverage, uh, which was the reason why we couldn't fit in our Zack Snyder Justice League uh, commentary, I suppose, or thoughts about the four-hour epic movie. Spoilers, I loved it. Uh, Go watch it if you haven't watched it yet. There you go. It's definitely an epic. It's an epic. It certainly is. It's it's like it's like binge watching a TV show. So uh, so go out and check it out if you haven't checked it out yet. Thanks so much, boys and girls, for joining us. We'll be back in maybe just a couple of minutes for you uh, with our review of episode two of Invincible. Here goes nothing. Yes, thank you so much for joining us. Keep watching, keep listening, and keep flying. Bye.